Hello and welcome to the Community Church Podcast, where we want to equip and empower people for life together with Jesus. On this podcast, we'll be talking with lots of different people from all walks of life to help us in our discipleship to Him. We hope you enjoy this episode. wonderful to have you together with us um really is a yeah. privilege and uh we just wondered if you could kick us off on this discussion um just by telling us a bit about you and pauline um how you kind of became part of this wider church family that we uh, are a part of and uh and just tell us a bit about the the church down in merthyr as well that's right well great thanks thanks very much for inviting me um really really is an honor and uh and i trust that it's going to be a blessing to you because it's a blessing to me already hey. uh, just seeing your faces as uh, uh as we've mentioned but um yeah my, my name is mark doricott and i'm married to pauline and um we've got two children here in mirtha so my daughter is 16 and my son is 13 i passed it upstairs at the moment doing their schoolwork um in this lockdown situation that we've got um but uh, yeah, we, we've both grown up in the town of Merthyr and I, I briefly went away for a short time to train to teach and I came back because whilst I was away, Pauline and I actually got together having already known each other for 11 years. Um, but um, that's a long story in itself, so I'm not going to go down, down there. <laughs> but yeah, we've been a part of the church here. My parents um, brought me to the church when I, I was very little and... Um, and my dad, Steve, um, and Sean then, so my dad was an elder in Merthyr for some time. Um, he's now been released and off, off into pastures new, but still still in our in our church family here. Um, and so um, that, that's kind of us, really. So we, the church in Merthyr, we are um, around about 50 people, and um, we've got a building in one of the villages here in the town. Um, and really, our... I guess the, the thing that we want to see come to pass is that we're able to change the nations starting where we are in, in our towns, in our streets, in our homes, and even in our own lives. You know, it starts with me and it starts with you. And, uh, and God has called us all to change the nations of the earth and welcome him back as, as the coming king. And, uh, and really, that's what we see and that's what we're going towards. Um, and that's, that's what we build in. Um, so we trust that... Uh, so that's, is, is that a sufficient kind of backdrop? That's good. That's really, really good. Where, whereabouts is Merthyr in, uh, in Wales? Yeah, so Merthyr is the fourth highest populated area of Wales um, following the cities. So we're about 25 miles north of Cardiff. So we're in the South Wales Valleys. Um, so I'm, I'm probably about 400 metres away from the, the river, but I'm looking over the top of a six-storey building, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like that. So... Yeah, it's a, it's a great place to live. Yeah, and you have uh, your actual church isn't kind of Merthyr Community Church or anything. You actually are called, aren't you, Nation Changers? Yeah. Yeah, that's as a result of a word that God spoke to us um, that we would be called Nation Changers, and um, and so that's a difficult thing for us to move away from. You know, it's like asking Abraham to call himself Abraham again, and um, and so uh, I think that it spoke to the people in the church. Um, about the vision that God had given to us, about who we are, about the um, the identity that He's that He's given to us, 
um, but we don't, we, we neither um, have an understanding that we are the nation changers, you know. Um, we believe that all God's people are nation changers and can equally call themselves nation changers uh, because that's what you are, um, yeah. whatever you are. Brilliant, brilliant. So um, obviously uh, we're speaking at a time of uh, mass global change and uh, even in the in the valleys of Wales, you will be in the midst of this as well. You won't be isolated from it. How has lockdown life been for, for you guys, for the church? And, and what have you seen kind of take place? How has God been using you guys to, to bless the community and to spread the, the gospel and the kingdom there? So, uh, yeah, we've... We've made it to the to the the top slot, unfortunately, of uh, in in the UK at uh, a number of stages. I think throughout this lockdown, as having the highest number of cases in Merthyr Tydfil. Uh, Merthyr is quite a small. It's, it's a it's a, um, a county borough in its own right, um, <clears throat> but it's relatively small in in terms of population compared to the others. Um, so yeah, so it's been quite tight for us in in lockdown um, when we were phasing in different. Um, levels of lockdown and local lockdowns and things. We we've we've been quite tight throughout, um, and um, yeah, because I'm a school teacher as well, you know, that's the, the way that it's affected me personally. Has been um, it's meant that I've been very busy. Um, whereas I think um, it seems to have affected people either made given them lots of time or taken away a lot of time uh, <laughs> that they have had, uh, and nothing in between from what I can hear. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, for for me personally, I think, and us as a family, um, it affected us in a very specific way. And um, we back back in March when we first went into lockdown, um, we uh, we kind of just were getting on with it. You know, we didn't know anything as as much as everybody else really. And um, it was on the first of April for us that um, uh, we we had, well. Prior to that, I gained a promotion in work, so I was I was kind of uh, doing really well, but that meant that I had more responsibility. And then on the first of April, we were in our that was a Wednesday evening. We were in our first Zoom meeting um, of of the church, and within 15 minutes, we had a phone call from a family that we know, and it was a a, a lady in tears uh, saying, "Could you have my children?" And um, and so eight and a half months later, the children were able to go home. Um, and so the lockdown situation for Pauline and I and my two children um, has been for almost nine months up until Christmas, um, a situation that we ended up fostering uh, for additional children. Wow. Um, and, um, and so that, that I think that that meant that it bid, busied us up, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. And the, the youngest was five when she came to us and uh, the eldest was uh, 16 um, and they all went through their birthdays whilst they were with us you know wow. um, but but what that did was um, it, it meant for us as a family that God's grace to us um, was just abundant mm. and he enabled us I'm getting quite emotional now as I'm saying this but he enabled mm -hmm. us to do what he evidently had called us to do in those eight and a half months well. but also God's grace to Others, you know, that, that God worked his grace through us to uh, this family that, that needed us at the time. Um, and also God's grace to me as a leader in the church to continue to look after and feed the flock, you know, with um, what was still, as I mentioned, a, a very busy job um, and this home situation. 
um, and having a great um, co-worker in, in my co-leader, Matt, uh, here in the, in, in the local family in Merthyr, your local family here in Merthyr. Yeah. Um, and they, he's, he's a great um, leader alongside me as well. And, um, and, and God's grace to us has just been awesome. You know, I can't, wow. uh, I can't really begin to explain. And it's something that God has always laid on our hearts as, as a family. God's grace has been something that um, we've always looked to, you know, and we've called our house, it, it is in Welsh, so excuse me, T-Grass Lun, which is House of Grace. Um, and that was 16 years ago, you know, and my daughter's middle name is Grace. So this is something that God has been showing us over many years. Um, and this is something that he's worked in us afresh throughout this lockdown period. Um, as far as the church is concerned, uh, I may be going on to a different uh, aspect, you know. No, it's good, different. You know, what God is speaking to us and what God has done has been just amazing. Um, and so um, he spoke to us right at the start about miracles. And God said, let miracles be in your mind, on your lips and see miracles, you know. Um, and we really, really have seen miracles. And this is something I just want to encourage you with, because I think very often, you know, I sit in meetings, you know, just speaking personally, I sit in meetings, I hear testimonies of miracles. And I'm at God, I want to be able to say, I want to have these testimonies um, because it's not something that I could point to very often in my life and say, there's a, a real miracle that no one can deny God has done something here. Yes. And we've seen so many miracles throughout lockdown with people who are in the local community, not Christians, coming oh. to us and asking us for prayer. <laughs> um, we've seen uh, a baby, baby Lucas. Um, they thought he was a girl initially. He was so prem that he hadn't formed properly. Oh, they, wow. thought he was, they thought he was female. Um, and he's doing really well. And, um, and we've seen miracle after miracle, all the problems that come with pre premature births, you know. Um, but one little thing, they put, a, they put a gauze over a wound after an operation and uh, the, the skin usually grows over the top of and it supports that. And it wasn't growing, you know, and we were praying. And in the end, they took the gauze off and the skin had grown underneath. And the doctors <laughs> had never seen this before, you know. And, um, and, and they, they were amazed. Um, we had another person who had, uh, I think it was a, a bicycle accident or, um, or a motorbike accident. Um, which ended up he had a leg wound and they were threatening amputation um, and through prayer things were improving improving and in the end they amputated just the little toe. <laughs> a family member who was in the church with us she said that's to remind you <laughs> that's what God has done basically. It's like, <laughs> it's like every time you put your socks on in the morning remember you've got a foot you've got a leg. <laughs> you have this missing toe and that's God. And it's like amazing. Yeah. Um, we had a lady in the church called Pat. She had, she's an older lady in her 80s. And she had a stroke and was um, in hospital for some time. But uh, she was having problems uh, with um, swallowing, which speech and language therapy were involved in treating. And her husband, Colin, they'd love me to give this testimony, though. Um, they signed it off speech and language therapy because, and I quote this, the discharge, the reason for discharge was problem resolved spontaneous recovery wow and, and colin said otherwise known as answer to prayer you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 
but there's one story, if you don't mind. I know. Go for it. Go for it. We love it. We love it. This, I'm sure. But um, I can't not mention this one. There's a, a colleague of mine, a teacher in school with me, um, called Catherine, and she won't mind me just using their first names. Um, and um, and her brother was involved in a cycling uh, accident um, on top of the Caffili Mountain near our Caffili family over there. Um, and he was just found. He, they don't know how it happened. It was dark, middle of the night kind of thing, and they found him. Um, and he was, uh, she, she came immediately to me, could we pray? Because we prayed, I've worked with this lady for 16 years. Um, she told me he's gravely unwell, and um, he basically smashed his skull in pieces, you know. And they put a bolt in his brain um, to release the pressure, and um, they needed a miracle, and that's what she asked. She said, we need a miracle, Mark. Um, and he was expecting a baby as well, and uh, it was kind of all these things mixed up. So he went through a procedure to drain the fluid, and they scanned him the next morning, which resulted in him being rushed straight back in for another procedure. Um, and they ended up, as they do, removing part of the skull so that they can give space for the pressure. Um, and for some days, they it was just no news is good news. You know, they didn't. He hadn't had a stroke. He hadn't had um, any kind of um, um, uh, what's the word? Um, complication or anything? Like complications or anything? Yeah, sure. And, um, and and they were just appreciative of the praise. And she was getting in touch with me every day. And you know, I was on speakerphone to Pauline uh, with Pauline as well. And um, it, it wasn't looking good, you know, uh, after a few days. And she was asking for urgent prayer, and the, the, this pressure didn't increase. And God spoke to us. This was a time where we were able to meet in, you know, in our bubbles as such. So we had a limited number of um, family or households in the church building. And God said, don't hold back. Don't be shy. That was a word that God spoke to us in our meeting. Um, and following that, I was speaking to her. She was in school. And, um, and I just was reminded of this word that God had said, don't hold back and don't be shy. Um, and this is important. You know, I, um, I, I would say you've got to hear God. If you're going to say things to people, you can't just um, be well-meaning and say mm -hmm. things that people can hold on to. But uh, I have confidence only to say, look, I have confidence. And, um, and that was enough, you know. I've got confidence. Don't worry. I've got confidence. And that night, it was like um, the, the fact that I'd spoken that word was a prophetic unlocking into this situation. Brilliant. She, I had, uh, she called me and Pauline, and she's like, you know, Rod, uh, Rodri is the young man's name, her brother. Um, his CT scan came back and there was no further damage below what they could see on the surface. They'd wow. taken him off the ventilator and he was breathing on his own. And she's crying with relief, telling Pauline and I this, you know, and um, still had a long way to go. But this was like, all of a sudden, they, they'd been talking about him not lasting a few days. And now suddenly he was off the ventilator. Um, the day later, he was off all the sedation drugs and he was responsive, squeezing the nurse's hands and wiggling his feet and uh, fully off the ventilator. They'd removed the, the bolt from his drain just within a day and he was being moved from the intensive care unit to the high dependency unit. Well, the next day, they sat him up in bed and my colleague saying, it's, it's a miracle. Less than two weeks ago, no one thought he'd live. Yeah. Um, and today, the medical professionals were crying because he was sitting up in bed. Yeah. Um, the, the medical professionals, um, they had him standing up the day after, talking on FaceTime <laughs> to his family, and she said the staff are aghast, that's the word she used, aghast at the improvement of what's happening, um, and then uh, he was sedated that, that next night because just to help him sleep, 
because he was walking around and going to the toilet by himself and the staff were chasing him around the ward because he's not supposed to walk. They didn't even know he could walk. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, Rodri went home. He was pre- present for the birth of his healthy baby daughter and he was doing, he's doing amazingly well. Mm-hmm. And I just think the goodness of God that, can, that he demonstrates through his people yeah. that, uh, you know, the people can come to his family, us, and say, look, this is a serious situation that we're facing. Will you pray? And God is God is a miracle working, yes. good God, full of grace, full yeah. of mercy, and he wants to demonstrate his kindness and his love to people and draw them to himself. And that's our prayer, you know, that we want to see people that he's moved on, drawn to himself. And so I think that's kind of what God has been doing amongst us. Uh, and there are other testimonies, you know, it, 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 you know that uh, I don't have so many details for, but I think those are the ones that I wanted to mention. You know, people with tumors, people. It's just I, I'm, I'm so pleased because God is answering our prayer, yeah. and uh, and that personal prayer that I said. You know, God, I want to have testimonies like this. Yeah. Uh, yes. And so I just want to encourage you, pray that prayer. You know, if you if you if your testimonies like a few and far between on you know god's might and god's miracle working power or you've never seen god work in a way that is uh, undeniable the hand of god undeniably the hand of god then pray god i want to have testimonies like this i want you to use me to demonstrate your kindness and your goodness and your light into other people's situations because we want to see people come to know him that's my prayer that's fantastic that's uh yeah i am blown away mark blown away um yeah i i have no words dave no just <laughs> honestly we just uh it's it's the power of testimony in the church we we as we went down into lockdown ourselves mark obviously all of us suddenly get catapulted into the tech the technology we're all we're all internet preachers or or teachers yeah. but one of the one of the things we we quite a distinct thing that we aimed for in our first six months was we did we took um i don't know if you remember roger started a little series called test a minute yeah and um, where he was doing a video of somebody in the meeting and so we just said to him can we can we steal your that test a minute concept and uh he had a little logo for it himself which um our own morgan murphy adapted and then we we had a run for i don't know harry but good six seven months pretty much where we were encouraging people to share testimonies and saying sometimes they're not what we would all say these blockbuster turnaround miracles i mean harry and bonnie had their own total utter miracle with phoebe um uh, uh, i mean this month which did take our breath away how quickly god has has done stuff there i don't know if you heard that story yeah we've been praying as well for phoebe she was actually top of my list here and i forgot to mention so i just got straight into it today with uh, with our discussion um, <laughs> well, i mean obviously that's the most recent um i mean a, a transforming life in the balance moment where we were calling out on the lord and and that's great but those whether whether they are those I know that we scale them down. We say, oh, well, that's worthy of being on the Bible Week platform, nearly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> have, have you got any big testimonies? And yet some of these miracles are, are seemingly before our very eyes, aren't they? And so yeah. it's stirring because we know, we've said to people, it stirs faith. If God did it for you, he can do it again. That's the essence yeah. of testimony. Do it again, God. 
and um, and it stirs our faith. So thank you. I mean, it's like it's just wonderful to hear that story. A man is alive because God's people prayed, yeah. and a and a and a child has a father who will see and grow. I mean, like it's it's moving in your heart yeah. just to think of that. <laughs> it's incredible as well because um because God God knows God knows all things. And your your working relationship with this colleague over sixteen years, did you say, led to such a place that she could come and ask you to pray for him to save his life. So God's been working on this for sixteen years, and uh, it just kind of blows your mind, doesn't it? Just how 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 God is ordaining all things. But but it's not just that; it's how God invites you to come into partnership with Him and to go. I. I if it, if it hadn't been for you, Mark, building that relationship with her for 16 years, following the prompts of the Holy Spirit for 16 years, that guy, we don't know where he'd be. He, he wouldn't even be alive. And uh, it's that it's that open invitation, that open hand from from God to say, I want you to to work with me on this. And that's just it's it's kingdom life and covenant life, isn't it? It's it's uh, yeah. takes your breath away really when you start thinking yeah, about yeah. it. I mean, Arna often says, doesn't he? Um, he encourages people. He says, "Give the Holy Spirit something to work with." Yeah. It's a phrase he'll say. Just sometimes, just taking that interest, <laughs> being with a person, expressing a listening ear, and that can be something. Then the Holy Spirit can just transform into significant moments like yours, where they come and just say, "Would you pray?" And and uh, it's just. It thrills the heart to hear that. Yeah. What a great story. And this is, technology enables us to tell that story, doesn't it? That's right. That's right. You guys have really encouraged me. I've, I've looked and you, you, you were doing so much stuff in community, getting kids in and stuff. But I guess that's all been stunted because of lockdown. Yes. Um, have you found ways that the church have connected with community? Um, how, how, how has that been for you? Because you're brilliant. Yeah, I think that there's been aspects where we uh, we initially looked at uh, doing kind of doorstop checkups, you know, or doorstep checkups, where we were uh, posting cards through doors and knocking a door and stepping two steps back or whatever, um, and just helping people with shopping. And you know, there was um, some in inroads there, and and that I know some some people within our um, community here were really blessed by that. Um, the the that as as time has gone on has um, kind of fizzled away a little um and i think that for us now in the new year we've really come to a new place as well of um uh, being able to take another step um and what god god is speaking to us about this year being a great year um god speaking to us about um you know it being a time of restoration about it that, that he's going to release such an anointing um, that it can't be contained. And um, and what does that mean? You know, if, if this is a great year, how can we how we how can we look at this year and be available and ensure that you know that we see the greatness in it? And so we we've been looking at um, God the Son as the years kicked off. And we just want to see Jesus, you know, and have a new revelation of, of this God, the Son, as the King, as the Commander of the Army of the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. um, as the the last Adam, and uh, and just look at Him, 
um, and see him for who he is. Um, and I'm sure we'll look at it eventually what he's done uh, for us and what, what, what he's made us. But right now, we just want to look at Jesus mm. um, and just glorify him and see him in all his glory, you know. Um, and so God has been speaking that to us and we've been focusing on that, really. We found that the, the, the way that we've been practically having an impact in our community has been very much on a personal level. And, um, and so to coordinate, it's been difficult to coordinate as a church, uh, something that we can do together, or as, as you can, can imagine. Yeah. And, um, and we've, we've been on quite a tight lockdown here, as I say uh, earlier, um, because we've been amongst the highest level of, yeah, yeah. of cases. And so we, we've not been able to even gather together two people from two different households since um, this mid-December or even before that. And we had, a, we had a, a lockdown prior to that that was different to even the rest of Wales. Um, and so it, that's made it a little bit more tricky, I guess, for us to do something yeah. in, a, in a combined way. Um, but people are having an impact where they are, where they are regardless of place them. And that's what God wants us to do, I believe, is that God wants us to be who we are and we'll overflow in the kinds of actions that he wants us to do. And so if we are his people, then we will demonstrate his love and his joy and his peace and his patience and his kindness and his goodness and self-control. And, um, and that demonstration of our character, because it's Jesus' character, um, that is what will speak to people in our communities. Mm. Um, and so that's what we've been that's what we've been focused on um, at, this, at this time brilliant I mean we, we've got an area in Southport that's in severe lockdown because of this uh, new new virus strain and uh, you, you can tell people uh, people would just step slightly onto the road when you were walking now they're crossing the other side absolutely so, so in that, and you guys have, you, you've experienced a far more severe lockdown across Wales, but in particular in some of the valleys, haven't you? So, so that it, it seems to be the thing that is a cord of restraint and restriction, and yet you're experiencing your people still finding ways. The kingdom of God isn't restricted by a pandemic. We, it can't be, because otherwise, how can it be true that there can be no end to the increase of your government and peace? Well, well we've got a pause on that just... There's a moratorium for the next 12 months until we get out of this. No, um, we're here, aren't we? And it's good hearing you guys just sharing the fact that where your people are, they're making a difference. I, I, I love it, and it'll be an encouragement to all the folks up in the community church, Mark. Thank you. Absolutely. I think, um, it's, you know, it's, um, I think it would, would be fair to point out that people have struggled, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I wouldn't want people to think that uh, we, we're all fine here. And uh, <laughs> in, the, in the sense of, you, you hear what I'm saying? That yeah, in the sense of we're, we're, we've got no issues, we, we're not struggling, we have no struggles. Um, people have, and they've, they've had to face up to some, some struggles. People have faced up to uh, the, the loneliness of it. And, um, you know, the yeah. fact that uh, we, we've had a number of people who have had job situations. And, um, and so the, the the obstacles and the, the struggles are still there. Um, I think that God is still there and the Holy Spirit is still there. Yeah. And that, that um, inner 
filling of the Holy Spirit that I talked about, you know, like a, like a, a well rising up in us, that living water then, we, we spoke about that back last year here, um, that overflows from within us. That is, is what strengthens us and enables us to, to do all that God has called us to do through a situation, regardless of how difficult it may be. Mm. Very good. Excellent. Excellent. What, um, what could we be praying for you for, Mark? Uh, for you guys, for the church, um, how can we be partnering with you in your walk of faith? I think that what we'd, we'd love to see is just an explosion of life. Yes. And, um, we can pray for that. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> just that new birth where our hearts are, you know, we, um, we look all the time and we've, we've got quite a, um, a, a mature group of people here. You know, they, they, they're, a great, um, they're a great family and, um, and they, they are solidly hooked into the things of God. You know, they, um, they've, seen, they've seen some good times and rough times and been through it and they've, they, they are, their swords and their shields have been used. <laughs> And so I think that I, I would love for us uh, to, to pray for our swords to be sharpened, our shields to be um, waxed or whatever, you know, um, and, and an explosion of life, that new birth will come in, that people will have the vigor um, that they once had, I guess, and, and more, and yeah. just that zeal. You know, I, I don't hear that word thrown around as much as I used to. You know, yeah. the zeal of the Lord within us that we want zealous people. Um, you know, and I really appreciate uh, all the people in the in the town with us here, uh, here in the family, um, and how strong they are and how faithful they are. And um, and I would like to see that fire burn within them. God has spoken to us that um, that uh, many people will come and bring their sticks to our fire. Mm-hmm. And some will stay and some will, will go, you know, they come for a time and go. Um, but Merthyr is, is a town that's built historically on uh, producing iron. It, it was the largest iron producing town in, in the world, um, you know, 200 years ago. Um, and the, 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 the four largest iron works in the world were here, you know. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so we're a furnace town, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. And I want to see that those furnaces in, in God's people fired up again. Um, and that's what I'm praying, if that makes sense to you. Yes. Yeah, good, good. I love that, um, the furnace analogy. It's the, uh, I think it was Tony who says in his book, The Lion, the Lamb, the Lion and the Lamb, Jesus has walked through the furnace. That's why he's got the, the bronze burnished feet. Yeah. And because he's walked through the furnace uh, with us. And uh, may each and every person in, in Merthyr, in that community and nation changers, um, have that same bronze burnished feet because they've been walking through the furnace and they've been mm-hmm. refined. Um, they've been refined by the fire of God. Um, it's a really, really, really powerful time. Um, new life. Yeah. New life is uh, something that's really exciting, something that's really messy. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, it's life. Because yeah, it's life. It's, uh, it's the reality of things. Mark, we appreciate so much you sharing candidly. Um, it's it's good. To, it's so important to be vulnerable, isn't it? To share both the good and the challenges. Um, because uh, we're, we're not... Uh, it's the 
we don't believe in the Christian facade. Uh, everything is all okay, all that kind of thing. So we really appreciate that. We, we value you. We value our friendship with you. And uh, be assured that we will be joining you with prayer for those things. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Community Church Podcast. For more information about the Community Church and what they do, please visit communitychurch.org.uk. We'll see you next time.